Hello, and welcome to this fireside chat as part of our global supply chain week here at Freight Waves. I'm Mike McAllister, editor in chief at Freight Waves, and our guest today is a familiar face for Freight Waves audience. It's Kendra Phillips. She's chief technology officer and vice president of new products for Rider System. Uh, Kendra, welcome to the show. Mike, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. Kendra, I know you've uh, spoken to many of my colleagues in, in past fireside chats, and uh, you've even hosted a fireside chat yourself uh, last fall during our uh, big F3 event. Uh, but today, you've got very exciting news coming out of Rider. Uh, Rider is announcing a new functionality on the RiderShare platform. Why don't you tell us more about that? Yes, Mike, thank you. We are very excited and very proud to make this announcement. Um, we started on the rider share journey over five years ago. Uh, and about a year and a half ago, we announced we had rider share for transportation and rider share is our visibility execution and collaboration platform that sits on top of our execution systems. And we were very excited to announce the transportation piece, but we were still working towards the warehousing component. And I'm here today to say that we now have RiderShare for our warehousing uh, customers. And it sits on top of our warehouse management system and gives that same visibility, exception management, and collaboration functionality. And not only that, we're able to bring the services together and have a full end-to-end -end supply chain. Well, congratulations for getting into the warehouse space uh, with uh, RiderShare. Uh, so what kind of customers... What are, what are they seeing and their results with this latest functionality? Yeah, it's a great question. So in, in rider fashion, we always like to make sure um, what we've built is fully working and driving value uh, before we announce it and go to market with it. So we actually deployed RiderShare Warehousing Q4, and we piloted it with four customers. We've been getting great results. We're actually really excited by what we've seen. So um, some of our customers have had a significant increase in reaction time actually up to 90%. And what that's doing is, is they now have the ability to see everything happening in and around the four walls of their warehouse. Um, so they have that information in real time and they're able to communicate that throughout the organization. Part of the power of rider share is we don't just give it to the warehouse manager or the transportation manager. We actually give it throughout the organization. So, you know, sales leadership, account management, you know, the supply chain managers, all these folks can have access to RiderShare and have that information at their fingertips. And it's really creating a significant increase in productivity for those customers. On the other side, we actually have some customers who have, an increase in, have seen an increase in sales um, of up to 5%, which is pretty significant. And that is because with RiderShare, you can see what's on order, what's coming in, uh, into your warehouse and obviously what's in the warehouse. And so as their, as their account managers are talking to customers, they know, hey, this is your hot item that tends to move quickly or you're having a big promotion. And they can see if they've got inventory arriving today or tomorrow, that is, um, that is that item. And then they can go to their customer and say, hey, I've got some coming in. Is this something you would like? And they're actually able to sell more and sell it faster. So our customers are very excited about those results. Excellent. Well, uh, that's great news. Um, so uh, a question I wanted to ask is we hear the term end-to-end -end visibility frequently in this industry. Uh, from your perspective, what does end-to-end -end supply chain visibility really mean? And is it possible to achieve? Yes, I believe we've achieved it. 
Uh, adding the warehousing component, I, I really believe we're there with Rideshare, and that's what makes this so exciting and so valuable. And and what does it mean? So for Rider, um, what it really means is giving customers who execute uh, their operations with Rider visibility throughout their entire supply chain. I'll give you a couple of examples. We have a customer that um, is a house a hospital network. So their hospitals can actually see what inventory is available to them within the local warehouse. They can place orders. They can watch the status of that order within the warehouse. They know if it's been picked or packed or what the status is. They know when it's on the truck. They can watch it come to their hospital and they actually know when it's been delivered and they can verify that. So it gives that hospital a lot more control and trust over what's happening within their network. And obviously those types of supplies are extremely important for all of us. Um, and we have another customer, very different industry. They actually produce their goods in the U.S. They have a facility here and they have stores here. And Ryder controls their supply chain from the production site all the way through to the stores. So we're talking common carriers, warehouses, cross docks, dedicated transportation. Ryder's doing all of that for them. And we've put Ryder Share on top of that. So now a store or a customer can place an order. They can track that order the minute it leaves a production line and they can watch it flow through the whole supply chain. All the nodes know exactly where it is, know if there's been any issues with it and know when it's going to be delivered. So that's very powerful. It's giving, especially their stores, their products very high end. Their customers are want their products when they want it, right? It gives that stores a lot more power um, and control and the ability to provide a better customer experience for their end consumer. So while this is obviously very exciting and you know digitization coming to the logistics industry there are still some big challenges and disruption happening what do you see as the major pain points or challenges happening in the supply chain yeah i mean it's a basic answer but i i still think our biggest challenge is is digitizing our data um obviously significant strides have been made very significant strides but um, we still have a long way to go. Uh, even the information today that's been digitized tends to sit in a silo, right? It's sitting in an Excel sheet on someone's laptop or on a shared site, or uh, you know, it's sitting in one specific WMS, right? It's not necessarily shared. I mean, even the example of rider share, just bringing what's happening within the warehouse to the visibility of the people within the same organization, right? It's that is that digitizing data so everyone can use it. It, it, that's the piece we still have to crack. And um, I, I think that's going to be really important for our industry in order to um, really tackle some of the low-hanging fruit, tackle some of the opportunities that we still have to drive inefficiency out of supply chain networks. Um, I also think there's a second piece to that, which is the people the people side. I, I have a unique spot <laughs> um, where I get to really interact with a lot of folks who have been in this industry a long time and uh, try to deliver value through technology. And the challenge when you have people who have done the same thing the same way for 30 years is some of them aren't open to that change, especially if it's tech change, that, that's hard. And so you see the executive level of a lot of companies wanting to drive the change, but the people who have to execute the day-to-day -day not necessarily adopting it. And then you, you don't get that value from that tech. And I, I think that's a big challenge we also have to overcome as an industry. And I'm a part of the Rider Ventures, our, our CBC arm. We deal with a lot of startups who have amazing tech, great business case. They've proven the value over and over again. 
but um, companies in our industry aren't adopting the technology because they don't they aren't comfortable changing their processes or the way they incentivize people to actually capture that value. So we've got to start figuring out how do we incentivize our people to adopt the tech and really drive that value for our organizations. So, so Kendra, why is it so critical that Ryder be on the forefront of technology and innovation within the transportation and logistics spaces? Well, I will say that is one of the things that makes me very proud to work at Ryder. Um, our leadership has really taken a strong stance that we will be at the forefront of this. And, um, you know, we're a very old company. We've been around a long time. It would be pretty easy to bury our head in the sand and not do that. But um, we really do want to be market leaders. We believe change has come and will continue to come for a long time to this industry. We think it's a very exciting time. We look at this disruption as a positive thing. And we want to be leaders in that disruption or that change for our customers. Our customers, um, for most of them, we run their supply chain networks. So we are a very integral part of their company. We're a trusted partner. And they look to us for our expertise. So really by being at the forefront of tech, by investing in startups, knowing what's happening at the, art, the industry, and, and we actually pilot, everyone we, we invest in, we pilot their tech. By um, having that hands-on experience, we know it works. We know where certain tech works because it doesn't all work in the same way or the same industries. Um, and we know when to bring it to our customers. And so... Our goal is to continue to be very tech forward, uh, and make a lot of those investments, and then bring that value to our customers and to be smart enough to know which customers need, you know, which technology. I'll also say, I think it's very overwhelming, right? If you're, if you're a, a shipper who makes, makes gizmos, trying to figure out what's the latest supply chain technology and where should you be investing and what should you be doing? It's, it's overwhelming. Whereas this is obviously what we do. So. We want our customers to know that, that we're looking out for them, we're thinking for them, and we're going to bring them what fits best. So as uh, chief technology officer, are there specific sectors that you think offer the best opportunities for growth? I think there are a ton of sectors that offer opportunities for growth um, in, this, in this industry, which is what makes it so exciting. But personally, um, the one I am maybe call it looking forward to the most is uh, autonomous vehicles. I, I um, rider partners with all the, the autonomous players or all the big autonomous players. And, you know, we've been able to be in the trucks, go on the rides, really understand their business models. And I would say, I, I believe it's, it's coming. Um, and I think it is going to change our industry drastically in a very positive way. And I'm really excited about what that means um, to have a truck, be able to run, almost 24 seven uh, could really make a huge impact, especially in the types of supply chain issues we've been seeing over the past few years. So uh, I think there's still a lot of work to do to make it something that's you know fully commercialized and out on the road. But when it gets here, it will be of extreme value for all of us. How, uh, how quickly do you think that will, that transition will take place? Is it uh... Uh, you know, we hear all these various dates, you know, 2030, 2035, whatever. Uh, any any feel from your end on on when we can see like a transition into it uh, that'll make a difference? 
Uh, that's a great question. I don't have a good answer on that. I mean, all the players are saying between 2023 and 2024, they'll, they'll really be out there in fully autonomous mode, um, L4, fully executing. Uh, I think your question is when we'll be out there in mass and in common practice. And that one is a harder one to say. We still have a lot of, you know, regulation challenges to get over on the federal level. So there's, there's a lot to overcome there. And I don't know how quickly that will happen. Um, and then obviously you've got, you know, public comfort with um, everything going on, but tech, the technologies there are almost there. I mean, it really is. It's, it's how fast are the other pieces around the truck going to move to, to allow it to happen. Um, so I, I don't have a great feel for that, but I, I do believe in the next five to 10 years, it will absolutely happen. So we have been talking about the future. So it's now time to take out your crystal ball if you have one. And uh, what do you expect to see uh, in supply chain on and logistics uh, in 2022 and and even beyond? Yeah, it's a great question. I mean, I, I think 2022 is not very exciting. I think it's more of the same. So I think we'll continue to see all the challenges we've seen. Um, we'll all be up against those same challenges as consumers and people as in the industry as well. Um, what I, I do think will start to change, and I shouldn't say start to, will continue to change and probably at a much faster pace is um, the digitalization that we were talking about earlier. And then also um, using that data to provide insights. Um, there's a lot of talk about that, but I don't think there's a lot of that really in practice. And um, I think this year that will change. I think we'll start to see you know, as, as people kind of realize this is the new normal, at least for now, right? And, and, and everything's, I don't want to say calmer, but people have figured out how to manage that, the world we're living in. Um, I, and we've all invested in a lot of tech over the past few years. You know, shippers, everybody's invested in tech. So I, I think what we'll start to see is the benefits of that. And one of those will be really around not just having data, but being able to leverage that data for insights and to drive more efficiency in the supply chain. So I, I do think that will be a big part of 2022. I think we'll see a lot more acquisitions as we, uh, as we have been seeing. Um, and then of course, from my side, I love, I love seeing all the tech startups. I don't think that's going to end anytime soon either. There's so much money being pumped into startups and the venture capital in this space and as it should be. Um, and I think that will really continue throughout 2022 and, and beyond as well. Well, it's, it's very admirable that a, a legacy company like Ryder is, is stepping, uh, you know, stepping into the future of uh, freight tech and the freight industry. Uh, I think it is an exciting time for, for you guys, obviously, the announcement today with warehousing. And I appreciate your time today. It was a pleasure to, to speak with you, Kendra, uh, and I uh, hope you have a great day. Oh, thank you so much, Mike. It was great to speak with you as well. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks again.